You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 85 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you this week, Gina? I'm great, Val. Touch and go here. We nearly did the podcast from the car, but oh, I'm back. That would have been difficult. <laughs> yes. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, um, going through the endless to-do list, hey? Yeah, you've been travel. Are you been travelling, or like you've been off talking to big important people? What have you been doing? <laughs> up on stage, yes. doing what you do. I haven't hey? been travelling uh, this week, um, but I've been doing a lot of gigs in Sydney. So I had one last night. I'm doing yeah. another talk tomorrow night, and uh, it's just getting to be that kind of busy time of year. I think. I know. Teaching the movers and shakers of the world, Valerie Koo, you go. <laughs> right. So what have you been doing in the world of photography this week? Oh, lots of shooting. Um, I just uh, wrapped a big job. I'm just, uh, just about to send all the proofs off to the client, so very happy about that. And uh, got a few more shoots uh, this week. I'm going to photograph uh, scientists and researchers really? like in, in their labs, which would be really interesting for me because they're asking millions of questions yes. so excited about that I've done a bit of theatre and uh, I love the theatre a few big names there I love doing theatre Val it's mm. just so fascinating watching and just this was such a raw play that they were just workshopping so early mm. and to watch uh, the director Nadia Tass who's oh, a legend yes. in the Australian industry uh, work with people and uh, just bring out the best and the way she directs it's such a skill mm. um she's amazing and uh the actors uh were amazing as well uh yeah it was a great experience i, I love it it's so raw it's really cool um wow. and so and then uh like we're working on the course fell so yes. get, getting that finished so that that's been really cool too so uh lots going on lots going on yeah it's, it's all happening Yes. Mm. All right. Well, let's go straight into it. Some shout-outs for a few people. Yeah. One is uh, for Keith Mackey. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keith uh, shared uh, in the Facebook group some of uh, his senior portraits, and I just love them, Keith, and I love the energy in the shots. I love the fact that uh, one of the images that I've put in the show notes, Val, uh, of a boy uh, doing the – dress me up pose Uh, so he's doing up his shirt and it's just so dynamic and energy when you give uh, people something to To do do, it really changes the whole dynamic of the shoot and uh, I think in this shot uh, he really nailed it so and it's a classic 
It's a classic Gina Militia shot, isn't it? Yeah, now, yeah. It's, uh, when we talk about senior portraits, I'm assuming we're talking about a senior in a US high school, not an elderly person. No, which is what I've been doing. I've been doing senior portraits, portraits of senior people. And so, yeah, I think Australia's, Australians get that confused. And I used to get that term confused too. But it's actually, yeah, high school seniors. I reckon it's going to make um, uh, it start happening in Australia too. And I keep saying it's a great opportunity for Australian photographers if this is something that they want to get started and get into. I think there's definitely an opening for this type of photography. Yeah. Now, Keith uh, shared this in the Facebook group and if you're interested in joining the Facebook group, it's free. Uh, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community uh, on Facebook and it's a great place to hang out. Yes. But we also want to give a shout out to Kai Hansen because I understand that he has uh, she. she sorry yeah. has shown something uh, called laundry light, which well, is I've called it her laundry light. So it just goes to show that if it doesn't, you don't need like a massive studio uh, to to create portraits. You can do them anywhere, and it's basically go where the good light is and uh, Kai has managed to really ingeniously set up a little portrait studio in her laundry and I know yeah. that she's got uh, uh, young kids as well, it's top babies I, I believe and so I can still see in the photo that she's put up like she's got the uh, the little child proof uh, door gate. there, the baby gate, uh, you use those for your dogs don't you yeah. Val? Yeah. <laughs> um, there and then she's created like a black backdrop and then she's got the stool there right next to the washing machine uh, and managed to pull out a really beautiful portrait using like this little tiny corner of her room and so um, really good skill to, to get uh, to get into doing because it's like uh, when you're a pro out there working you don't always get like large massive beautiful studios to work no. in like when I was doing uh, Neighbours which is what I think one of Australia's longest running soapies the, every week I used to trot out there and they would set us up in the green room and the green room was a little bit bigger than the standard bedroom mm. <laughs> for house and we used to do all our covers all the website stuff all the editorial shoots in this tiny 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 little room so you don't always get space you make, make the best of what you've got it's a I think a really good skill so you know look around the house I think one of the um, members of the gold community actually wrote in and uh, sent me plans for a garage that they were going to convert to a laundry as well Val so I've been looking at those for her and uh, you know that's going to work really well because the garage out... they were going to convert into to, a to laundry a, sorry into a studio sorry I've got laundry on right. my mind so um, and uh, you know they had a window there and they also had beautiful light coming in and so great opportunity there so like if you've got the space make it work all right, so we just had a little bit of audio feedback there, but I think we fixed it now. So let's move straight into, Gina, our topic mm. for this week, which is how to master autofocus. Now, I yep. really love the idea of this topic because it's something that um, I was actually chatting about earlier this week with a friend of mine uh, who has recently started listening to the podcast. So um, hello, Troy. Uh, hello, and, Troy. Yeah, and we were talking about autofocus and when to use it and when it's 
appropriate and and useful to use it and when it's not appropriate to use it so and I know also with autofocus sometimes it can work really well and other times it can just kind of be a little bit like it'll focus on this then I'll focus on this then I'll focus on this so where where do you want to take us with this Gina where where do we start all right so Basically, uh, I got to thinking about this, Val, and information is power. So, like, knowing, understanding basically how the camera focuses is really going to help you, uh, people get their head around how they can put themselves in the best possible position to get the best possible focus. So, there's little hacks that you can do Mm. to make sure that you're not just nailing the focus 25% of the time, but you should be getting it like 90% of the time. Most of your shots should be in focus. So let's let's start off by uh, just talking about how a lens actually focuses. Okay, yes. So like back in the day, Val, there was no such thing as autofocus. It was manual focus. And that's how I used to focus all my shots. And um, I recently had a look back over some of my old stuff from, you know, uh, 20 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's all a little bit soft, Val. Right. It's not out of focus. Well, it's not out of focus, but compared to how pin sharp Mm. today's cameras can focus using um, this uh, awesome technology, Mm. um, they're not not as super sharp. And even when you look at exhibitions from, um, you know, legends in photography or you get photography books, you look at the shots and they're not pin, pin, pin sharp. So autofocus today is fantastic. When it first started, it was uh, not not that great, but it gets better and better and better and mm. better. So focus is probably, I'd have to say, the most challenging issue for new photographers. Like after they've got the hang of maybe, you know, switching from uh, auto to uh, manual mode or they're even getting their head around what all the different buttons do, the biggest issue they have is I can't get my shots sharp. So mm. hopefully this show is going to uh, help with a bit of that So because autofocus is frustrating. So let's let's break it down. So okay. how does a camera focus? So manual focus. Now, I got this from a, uh, a science um, podcast, Val. I, oh. think it's, uh, I think it's aimed at children. <laughs> Very basic. Okay. But I wanted to understand how, like, basically a camera lens focuses in a really similar way to how the eye focuses. So light from a point on an object is focused by the cornea and and the lens onto the retina and in the case of a camera onto the digital sensor. So, you know, uh, when the uh, optometrist, uh, you know, holds a pen up and then sort of moves it around, he's tracking the way your eye focuses. Now, the eye, uh, the actual lens of the eye can change shape. Yes, to, the, to, the lens that's inside your eye. Yeah, it changes shape to, to track, can track focus really well. But the problem with a, a, an old school manual lens is because they're made of glass, they, they can't change shape or track. So what they've done is they've, they've uh, made it possible that like by moving the lens around, you can change the distance the lens is from the object. So originally before lenses moved, the photographer would, would go out with the tape measure or send his assistant out to measure the distance the person or the thing he was photographing was from the lens. 
and then move the lens or the person to exactly uh, the point to get the object in focus. That's how they used to focus. And then they created a lens that actually moved and um, basically the, the lens see, has two mirrors in there and it's uh, you're lining up the objects on the two mirrors and when you, you move back and forth until the object is sharp according to your eye. Yes. So uh, now... This, like, interestingly enough, I got this from this uh, little science podcast. This was invented from Battleships, Val. Really? Did you play Battleships when you were a I, kid? I did. Yeah, With the I pa- did. paper or did you have the game where you lined up? Both, you know, both. Of course yes. you did. Yeah. <laughs> and of course so, you did. I just, like, can imagine little Val <laughs> playing Battleships. Oh, my God. What, were you red or blue? I, I don't remember red. that. Anyway, so, so um. When uh, back in the day, like uh, like a battleship would be out at sea, right, and uh, all the sailors who would be on the boat would be like wanting to know how far away the other battleship was. Sailors, by the way, it's my least favourite of all um, uniforms. Be be careful what you say. There might no, no. I love all uniforms, but if I had to like rate them from one to five, oh, you mean the actual garment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't mean the the people. no, 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 the oh, uniform. Right. Like, okay. like yes. in my top five, like yes. uniforms, definitely the high vis vest, we've talked about that, not my favourite. Okay. But the army one, my favourite, with oh, all the pockets, yeah. the boots. I know. And the Italian yes, I know. military, <laughs> the best. Uh-huh. So I digress. <laughs> so um, the battleships, mm. okay? Battleships. So they'd be on board and there'd be a ship in the distance. They worked out this really clever way to calculate the distance that the battleship was away. So they used periscopes. So that's like a tube. It's got mirrors in. You look into it and the mirrors reflect, like the, the couple of mirrors reflect onto each other and you yes. can see something in the distance, right? Yes. So they'd have these two periscopes on the boat at equal distance apart, right, and the to, to for both the periscopes to to see the ship in the distance, the angle would change, mm-hmm. and the more the angle changed towards each other, the closer the the, the ship was because you follow the lines of the line of the periscopes, and yes. that's how they worked out the distance. It's like so vectors, that, vectors, Val. <laughs> so they took this fantastic technology and they put it into manual focus lenses so that's basically how a manual focus lens works so next time you're focusing i want you to think of gary getting excited about manual focus the thought of men in uniform when you're looking through the lens right that's pretty good Hello, Gary. Sorry about that. It's uh, it's very late, and uh, I think there's uh, people walking past. It's turf, so oh. hopefully he's piped down now. Yes. Um. So that's how the that's how the lens uh, focuses, Val. So, okay. um. Digital SLRs, same technology, but it's two sensors. Like they're lining up the images, and they still use the mirror, but they like it's uh, matching one against the other. And the uh, they use like a chip in the camera, which will uh, put the two images together, and it'll go back and forth. Like you, you see that when you're trying to focus with the camera, it's trying to it'll go beyond the point of focus. Yeah. If you get to the point of focus, then it'll go. Let's see if we can get it even sharper. 
that's Hans who designed the lenses, and you go a little bit beyond, and then it'll come back until you lock on. And this can happen really quickly, or if you're uh, trying to focus on something in low light or that lacks contrast, it'll take a long time. And if it can't focus, it's just like continually hunting. So that's the camera. So that's uh, called uh, phase detection. So that's the mirror um, DSLRs. Uh, other cameras use contrast detection where the camera takes a photo and it'll look for the points of contrast and it'll uh, increase the contrast, decrease the contrast until it gets the, uh, the image sharp. So, so that's how it do it's done. Knowing that really helps you when you're focusing because like you know that like for, to get optimal focus on an image, you want high contrast and good light. If you're ever in like lesser contrast, lesser light, you can help your camera by using some hacks that I'll tell you about later in the show, Val. Okay. okay? So the uh, phase detection used in DSLR is probably the fastest and best uh, focusing style. Um, the uh, contrast detection is a little bit slower because it's like obviously comparing contrast. It uh, doesn't work as well in low light or in fast moving objects, but mirrorless are getting better and better and better all the time. So like we know that when autofocus first started in um, um, SLR cameras, it was it was rubbish. They were right. paperweights. I remember like no one ever used it. Like you, if you're like you never used it, and then it suddenly one day it just got really good, and people said, "No, no, you focus with autofocus." I always thought it was cheating <laughs> or lazy because I would try it uh, uh, a couple of times, and it was that, that my images were always soft, but then it got really good. So I know changed your tune. I change my tune, which I do, Val. This happens. Yes. So um, the same will be like the the technology is only going to get better and better, and like it'll eventually be able to like just you tell it like focus on this minute speck on yeah. the eyeball, this speck, and it'll find it, and then come back and make you a cup of tea, right? Because it's that good. Awesome. Yes. So let's talk about the different kinds of autofocus, Val, all right? All so, right. All right. There's so, different kinds? Yes, there are different kinds, and this is where it gets a little bit confusing. On the same for camera, most people. Kinds. Yes, yes, yes. So um, now on the camera, uh, some cameras on the lens, you can switch from manual to autofocus, and some cameras have a switch on the actual body that will switch from manual to autofocus. So you want to know the difference. So from now on in the show, I'm going to be referring to shooting in autofocus mode only. So um, when we're shooting okay. in autofocus, so you've got um, a one shot uh, focusing mode, which is a single shot, and you can either um, focus uh, one shot uh, where it, you you focus one on a on a static subject, or you can focus uh, in a single shot on a moving subject. So uh, now all the different camera manufacturers have different names for everything. So we could see here and just spend... so that they could just because they wanted to make things easy for us. That's it. 
it. So we could sit yes. here and spend the next 14 shows going through uh, every kind of obscure camera and not so obscure camera. But like the best suggestion I can make is whatever camera model you have, if you go, there's this thing, have you heard of it? It's called Google. (laughs) (laughs) I think it it might take off. It's kind of new. Not many people know about it. But if you Google your uh, camera make and model, uh, you can actually get the uh, the camera manual for it, even if you've like managed to lose yours, as as most people do. Um, yes. And then you can go in and uh, go into the autofocus section of that uh, particular manual, and it'll it'll break down what every little section is called, and uh, you know ha- how to get into the different menu settings. Because again. If you've got an entry-level camera, the difference between an entry-level and a pro or mid-level camera is basically how accessible, apart from the build, the build is a little bit better in a, in a uh, mid to pro camera, but the accessibility of all the buttons, uh, if, if it's a, an entry-level camera, generally you don't have a, a designated button for each function. You have to go into the menu settings and scroll through uh, until you find that particular function that you want to change and then you can yes. change it. But um, basically it's a little bit more fiddly in, in an entry-level camera um, but you can still get there. But, but I, again, I just can't spend the next three weeks going through each individual make and model. So I don't do apologise. <laughs> don't you love it when people ask you the most obvious, obvious questions? I love – there's this website I love. It's um, lmgtfy.com lmgtfy.com right and when you go to it so if you go to it it just it's it's short for let me google that for you and it's got a google but you know search box <laughs> so just send that website to people when they ask you a question that really they could have found out themselves <laughs> That's good, Val. Um, <laughs> so uh, back to focusing mode. Yes, so sorry. we've got um, a one-shot uh, uh, or we've got a single-shot servo um, uh, and basically uh, now single-shot servo, uh, servo for everyone in Australia <laughs> is where you get your petrol and buy your chocolate after 11, isn't it, Val? Yes, that's right. So for that's our nice. non-Australian oh. listeners, it's because it's short for service station. And in Australia, yep. if you want to um, have, a, have a colloquialism for a word, you basically shorten it and you put the word you put the letter O at the end. So and, there's Servo, yep. you know, John Davo, becomes Gon- Jono, Vallo, yeah, Steve-O, <laughs> you know. And just to, just to make it easier for, for the non-Australians in the group, I've actually added a link to an, a fantastic YouTube video that talks about this, nothing to do with photography, okay. but it's just very funny on how to speak Australian. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so, so back to that. So when you're shooting in one shot, based, so you've got your shutter release button, which is uh, what the, the button on your camera that takes the photo. Mm. That button also is what focuses the image. And yes. this is where people get into trouble because there's a number of ways that uh, people uh, learn to shoot. 
if you're old school, uh, you were and you started with a particular, like an older style of camera. The older style of camera had one focus point, the middle, dead center. Yep. And so, based on that, this style of focus and recompose was developed. So, if you wanted to use the autofocus system, basically, what you would do is you would uh, line up the focus point, the middle part of the camera, over the part of the picture that you wanted in focus so if it was a photo of uh, a portrait of someone you'd you'd have uh you'd uh line up that focus point with the eye of mm -hmm. the person that you were photographing hold put put gently put your finger on the shutter release and mm. depress it halfway yes so that initiates the camera's autofocus yeah. and you lock on your focus still holding your finger on the button you then recompose your shot because most shots, as we know, we talked about this in uh, the composition episode that we did, uh, it's a bit boring just to have your subject dead centre of the frame. Now, yes. if you wanted every shot to be dead, dead sharp, then you could do that. And I think I recommend that when you're learning to shoot uh, and you just get your camera, put everyone in the middle. Just get the hang of it. At mm. least do, shoot something, do it this way. But this focus and recompose technique is the way that my, a, a lot of people were taught to shoot. You were taught to shoot that way, weren't you, Val? Yes, that's how I grew up. Okay. Mm. The problem, Val, is A, it's really hard to get this right. Mm. And if you move slightly in that process or your subject moves slightly in that process, your photo is going to be a little bit out of focus. And yes. If you're shooting at, say, f4 or f2.8 mm. or as I've been shooting, really pushing it with my a lot of my portraits that I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, I've been shooting at f1.2, Val, which oh is goodness. like a high degree of difficulty, a bit mm. stressful. Mm. Um, so you've got like a millimetre or a bee's um, – um, uh, <laughs> Let's just say it, a bee's dick. Uh, well, Val <laughs> – Come to this. On this. <laughs> so a bee's pippy. You have a bee's pippy of like that's it. Like an eyelash is what a one. The difference between one point two and one point four. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, uh, there's no way I would risk the focus and recompose technique. The other um, area that it's useless for is if you're shooting on a tripod. And mm. like when I'm doing a lot of my portraits, a I like to shoot on port uh, on a tripod because it keeps my camera steady. Yes. And secondly, it I no longer have to worry about lining up my verticals and horizontals. So the way I like to shoot is I set up my portrait and I might do twenty frames, mm. and I want. I don't want to worry about what what angle my camera is at or where my point of focus is. So you can't focus recompose when you're on a tripod or if the subject's moving or if you've got shallow depth of field. Basically, so many things, uh, focus and recompose just doesn't work. It's risky. It's frustrating for beginners. Mm. If you're shooting and you're getting 10% of your shots in focus, it's that's not fun. So mm. there's a better way, Val, and, and that, that's what I want to get into. So okay. um, you can actually – choose the focus point that you want to have. So the area, so if you've got someone and they're to the left of the frame mm -hmm. and you want to focus on their eye, 
you can actually find uh, the focus point that you want and move it to that point. They move. Now, this will only happen if your camera actually has this function, right, where when you look through the viewfinder, there are maybe four dots or there could five, be even 16 minimum, dots. Five, 16, 150, you know, so it as, they've as got your, different numbers. As your camera gets fancier and, quite yes. frankly, more expensive, then when you look through your viewfinder, you have more focus dots that you see more focus dots that are kind of like superimposed over the what you're seeing. And yeah. if you've got a very entry level camera, you may only see four dots. But yeah, if you've five. got or five yeah, five dots yeah. including the middle. But yeah. if you've got a um really expensive camera, you might see a whole heap of dots. Now, yeah. it's for those of you who have entry level cam cameras, um yeah, and, and, and you're wondering how you're going to get uh, it, all of those dots. Well, you're not. You're, you're only going to get five dots. Correct? Exactly. But yeah. five dots are better than one dot. Yes. You know, so um, now the way that looks in the viewfinder is, have I got an image on the screen? I don't. I might add one to the show notes. I've put them in before. But basically, yeah, you look through uh, the viewfinder and you will see these little squares uh, inside the image, and you can actually move those squares around. So um, now let's go back. We're talking about the types of focus. So that's uh, so you've got a, a single shot, all right, where mm -hmm. you can uh, you've got a, a, like a static subject, like a portrait or uh, someone who's not moving around a lot, a building or um, a still life that you want to photograph mm -hmm. and they're to the left of frame, to the right of frame. You can move your focus point onto the exact area that you want sharp and you compose your shot and you, and you take your image using that. So you press the shutter all the way down. Yes. All right. So... Um, the other uh, focus mode there is is called the automatic uh, autofocus mode. So it's uh, that's in most entry level cameras. Pro cameras don't have this mode, um, and that's where the camera or Hans, who designs and programs the camera, Hans is this guy that I have made up in my head who uh, designs and programs cameras, and it, like he has created this mode. The camera decides what you want to focus on. One day I'm um, going to get Hans on this show and yeah, you're actually going to meet him. going to interview him. I'd and he's so going to tell excited. you off for slagging him off. I have not slagged him. I've said that Hans is like really intelligent. Like, <laughs> you know, this whole autofocus thing he did with the two periscopes, <laughs> that's genius. Okay. Out of a game of Battleship, you know. He's probably mm -hmm. sitting in his bath one day and he's like, I got it. I I developed something amazing. Because he was okay. sitting in his bath and he was playing up Periscope? Yep, no, Battleships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's how it happened. Uh, okay. Who was the who was the uh, inventor that did that, that jumped out of the bath, Eureka, and he runs out naked in the street? I'm he, not he really developed sure. Some, he, he invented, someone will know. Yahoo Serious? No, it wasn't Yahoo Serious. <laughs> I think he parried it, but it was like someone, Eureka, he came up with something amazing. Anyway, so... Um, the yeah, automatic autofocus mode actually uh, it 
it, it goes between uh, the, the camera switches between single and continuous focus. So the other focus mode that I want to talk and it'll mm. decide whether your subject is moving and it needs to um, put a focus point on that and yep. track the subject or whether your subject is uh, static. So it decides for you. And I guess it's in um, entry-level cameras because when you're starting out, uh, you probably it's like having like a bit of training wheels on yeah. and it helps you out. So the final mode uh, that I want to talk about is the continuous focus mode. Mm. And so Canon call it AI servo. So that's artificial intelligence continuous focus, mm. right? They weren't what, thinking of the petrol station or the gas station. They weren't they thinking of Australians, that. were they? No. Or AFC uh, stands for continuous focus on a Nikon. So mm -hmm. better name uh, in some cases, but they've mm. all got different names. Mm. So, um, and this uh, is like really, really, this is where Hans has outdone himself because this is just such great technology. You place your focus point over the moving subject. So if you're photographing um, someone who's running or walking towards you, you would have the focus point over their eye, the closest mm -hmm. eye to the camera, mm -hmm. and you just keep that focus point on that person and the camera actually will just continue yep. to keep the focus on that. It's amazing yep. the way it does it. And it'll do it for super fast objects. You can have it on a, a car or a bike or anything that's moving. You just, you've just got to keep that focus point on the point that you want in focus. The camera does the rest for you. So that's fantastic if you're you focus, focusing on fast-moving subjects and, and, and uh, people that are moving around. So um, that, that's when you would choose continuous focus. Now, it gets even better. You can, you, you can actually choose the type of focus point. So you've got the types of mm. focus, but you can actually then go down and pinpoint the type of focus point you have in your camera. So I don't you, know what you mean. You can have one single focus point, which is mm -hmm. my preferred method of focusing, mm -hmm. Val. So just get that out like there. Your, like your eye. <laughs> Like an eye. So, so I, I have uh, on my uh, 5D and my 1DX uh, many, many, many focus points. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I choose and one. And these are the little dots that you see the in little your viewfinder. Dots, and I will always just pick one, have one active, and I'll move it around to the point where I want to have uh, my point of focus, right? And if mm -hmm. the person isn't in the right spot, I either move the camera or I get them to move so that they're in the spot that I want in focus because so, the well, focus points have gaps between them, Val. So yeah. you don't always get a focus point to be exactly where you want it. So that's the downside. Like so I've what always Gina's wished... saying is that if there's 16 or, you know, it, 32 it, dots in when yeah. you're looking through your viewfinder, they're all in different spots, obviously, of the image. Yeah. So you actually can physically, using the buttons on your camera, usually the little wheelie thing, yeah. you can physically choose which of those 32 dots or which of those dots is going to be your focus point. And then you align that with, for example, the eye of the person that you're shooting. Yeah. So on the back of your camera, Val, where the screen is, to the mm -hmm. right of that, if you're on a Canon, there's a wheel and you yep. move that around and that will move the focus points. 
on a Nikon, I believe it's the down, there's arrows. I believe it's the down arrow that will move those focus points around for you. Yeah. And it All is right. amazing the number of people who don't know that those focus points can move. So if you have a camera that has lots of dots when you look in the viewfinder and you've just been focusing on the middle one, uh, make sure you explore this now because I'm constantly amazed at the number of people I meet who have this light bulb moment when they learn, mm. oh my God, the, the, the little focus point that's lit up red, because usually the dots are black, the little focus point that's lit up red, you can actually move that red yep. to any of one of those other dots by yep. by turning the wheel. Greatest and day so, of my life, fell when yeah. I found that out. It was up there with discovering Nutella for the first time. Honestly, so it was I amazing. I encourage you to explore this, everyone, because it's uh, it will change your photography. So we've got these focus points, and uh, you, if for a Canon, you go into the menu and you select the AF mode. Mm -hmm. For a Nikon, you go into uh, AF area mode. A bit confusing. Yeah. Really worth going into the manual for this because once you get this, your whole life will change. Mm -hmm. So you can have a single point AF, which is what I just explained. So yes. it's one point lit up whenever you're focusing. So yep. you've got a static object or like a portrait. That's my preferred me method. Even when I'm doing landscapes, it doesn't matter. I just know that that one point is what I want. You can actually have a group of points lit up, four, five, six, eight, Okay, it assigns, so when you're in this mode, it assigns a wider group of focus points uh, so that you end up with a larger area of focus. So this might be for people that uh, might be uh, trying to uh, track uh, a, a flock of birds or some, something larger that they don't want to miss uh, focus by just having this teeny tiny focus point. Mm. So specialise. The other one that's great and is great as training wheels is one called Dynamic Area AF, Dynamic Area Autofocus. And what it does is that it gives you that single point, but it gives you training wheels. It gives you, um, it expands the point to other points around. And if the camera thinks that you uh, might have just missed the eye a little bit, it'll, it'll give you backup of a few other points around it that they'll focus for you as well. So so that's pretty good. Then there's another one called Auto Area AF, and this is the one that I believe that a lot of uh, newbies are on by accident, and that's why they're getting their shops, shots out of focus. So the camera finds the best place to focus for you, and it's generally whatever is closest to the camera. So, like, if you've got a portrait uh, of someone who they might be uh, holding a bunch of flowers out in front of them, mm -hmm. right, and uh, you're always wanting the focus on the eye, the camera will maybe track the bunch of flowers and the, the eyes are going to be just out of focus. So I encourage you all to look in into your camera settings and make sure that at the very least your set to your AF point is set to single point AF and single point focus. As Great well. advice. All Great right. Advice. So single point AF and single point focus. In the show notes, Val, I've uh, put a, uh, a an image of the back of uh, my 5D Mark III yeah. and I've shown you, uh, I've got little arrows there. I've got my coloured uh, crayons out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is a button that you push to uh, get the AF selection, point selection up. 
and uh, and then I show you where you toggle to move around. And then the other thing that is essential when you're shooting portraits is the zoom in and check. You don't want to yeah. be going home and when you download, you go, oh, my God, I missed the focus on every single one. It is perfectly fine. I know I say don't chimp, but it's <laughs> perfectly fine to zoom in and really get close and uh, make sure that at least for the first shot, first couple of shots that you take, that you've, if you're doing portraits, that you've nailed your focus. So use that zoom button, and uh, and most even entry level cameras have the ability to zoom in sure. on your image and check the focus. All right. Yeah. So a uh, couple of things. I know we're nearly out of time. Um, all the cameras will have different um, numbers of autofocus points. The higher-end cameras give you the option of having, like, my uh, 5D has a maximum 61 wow. down to nine points. Now, why would you not use all 61? Well, they're not all equal. So there's a different technology that gives you those points. And definitely the one smack dab in the middle is the sharpest because it actually, uh, it, it's called a, a crosshair, I believe, type of focus. And it checks yeah. the focus from uh, vertically and horizontally. So it, it like uses all this amazing technology to get that sharp. And then there is a number of other crosshair uh, type of points. And some Cameras will only have one of this particular type of point in the middle mm. and the others are just kind of focus assist so they're not as sharp. So it's kind of another thing to work out about your camera, uh, which are the sharpest points of focus and maybe if it's a critical shot, you have to get your shooting very wide open, you really want to nail the focus, then you make sure that you stick to the cross type AF points only and make sure that you nail your focus that way. So it's a really good thing uh, to get into but as well. If, if they're not all cross points, they're not all cross, cross type types, points. then why in the world would you focus on one that is not a you cross can, type point? You can point? use them and they will get them. They're just not going to be like 100% dead, dead sharp. It's just good to know. It's just like they offer them out there. They're good. They're not just not going to be as good as the cross type AF points. That's weird. It's like saying it's not a... weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's marketing value. It's like when they say, uh, you know, the iPhone has how many megapixels uh, as a as a as a camera now, right? Uh -huh. It's a, like huge number of me. I don't even know what it is. It's mm. not. It's just like, you know, when you cram that many megapixels onto uh, a, a, a CCD the size of a Tic Tac, it's not going to be the same as a, a DSLR that has the same amount. So it's a marketing thing, you know. So not all focus points are created equal. It's worth knowing and that's the kind of question that you ask when you're in the camera shop, how many of these are cross-type AS so points? So is your advice that we should only use the cross-type points? Well, if you're starting out, maybe I'd have that setting and get used to that because you know you're really going to nail your, your camera is going to be able to nail that focus a lot easier using these cross type points. But I know on my uh, 5D, the 61 points, I can I can get it in all of them because I use uh, some techniques to really help me. Always focus uh, when you've got like really good light. Good contrast mm. is going to help your camera get like a great shot. So if you're in very like sort of low, dull, flat mm. light, your camera is going to struggle because it uses focus. Right. So this is making sense to try now. and find, to so find that example, point. 
what you're saying is if you've got 61 points and you've yep. got really good light, pretty yeah, much all of those 61 points are going to work effectively. But if you are going to be, say, in low light or a, a yep. place where it's difficult to focus, make yes. sure you use one of the cross-type points. And know where you cross-type. Like, you know, what I yeah, said, know, know them, yes. power, know, know which ones. And if yes. you know that it's only your Understand. middle one, just use the middle one and make sure that you nail okay. the focus if it's a crucial type of shot. Um, the other really, really, really cool thing in some sort of uh, advanced uh, cameras is you can actually uh, make the point, the focus point, smaller. And the, the reason you would use this, and this is something that came up a lot for me last week, is when I was using my 85 1.2, trying to focus on the eye, the actual uh focus point was the size of the eye so I was often getting the outside of the eye in focus, oh. under the eye in focus, the eyebrow in focus oh. but never the actual eyeball How do you make focus. You go small. into the settings and you can actually reset and uh, select um, a smaller a smaller setting for that mm. particular for that particular point so which make is sure you very that, very cool check that out on your camera and look up google it or look up the manual to see how you can do that on your camera because that is a really good point sometimes that happens yep. so it's called single spot uh single point spot af on a camera so like yeah so because often you might have so you might be shooting someone who uh is wearing a helmet mm. or glasses and you might be just mm. getting the focus on the edge of the glasses rather than on the eye and when it's 1.2 that you know focusing at that sort of depth of field that bees pippy out <laughs> which means that you you miss the shot all right so okay. um uh, yeah. So um, the other thing, finally, Val, is uh, like we could go on to uh, like this like another ten episodes, I think, on focus. But we need to wrap up. Um, so um, the help your camera see better, so that you know you you, you we've all experienced that dreaded hunting z -z 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 mm. where it just can't focus because there's not enough contrast. So you can help. Help the focus out by, uh, if it's low light, put a torch on your subject so the camera can see and it has something to lock onto. Use a light or a phone. Um, and uh, I wanted to talk about adjusting your camera's focus system and uh, other things like that, but we'll do it next time. All right. Well, that's an information-packed episode. Um, so before we wrap up then, Gina, what's, uh, what are you doing this week? Uh, so it's photographing scientists, Val. That's I'll be right. All really educated next week. You? You'll be really educated. What are you going <laughs> to yeah. be educated on? I don't know, science and stuff. <laughs> science and stuff. I love it. <laughs> where, where do we find you online, Gina? So ginamilitia.com, G I N A M I L I C I A, and uh, at Gina Militia on Twitter, at Gina Militia on Instagram, and uh, yeah other places I suppose. and I'm at Valerie Koo on Twitter and Instagram or you can find me in the podcast community uh, or, and also within the gold community at ginamilitia.com now hashtag Gina challenge for this week for those of you who are new to us we have a challenge every week where we have a different theme or topic and you can interpret the that theme or topic however you like and we upload a photo that it represents our interpretation of that theme or topic and we do hashtag Gina challenge and then hashtag whatever the theme or topic is and we upload that into either the gold community or the Facebook group. So what is hashtag Gina challenge for this week, Gina? 
Focus. Oh, of course. It should have been bees pee but focus. <laughs> okay, it's not bees pee We might have that for another hashtag Gina yeah, Challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag focus. We're really looking forward to seeing your shots. But until we chat again, have a fantastic week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.